Hi, welcome to The Magic of Compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's question is, how to change the perception of life is happening to me to I am in control of my life? And this person um, gave some extra comments of how does one become more empowered to push one's life towards something, especially after becoming disempowered by circumstances? And so this is a question that I received uh, not too long ago, and I, I really want to address it today because it's actually something that a lot of people are dealing with. And so thank you for articulating that um, on, on behalf of others and yourself. I think that this, this topic of life happening to me versus I have some control over this brings to mind this quote from uh, Viktor Frankl um, who went through the concentration camp and came out alive and wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And the quote is, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And so this this is a beautiful book, um, maybe something that I recommend reading, just to kind of see that existential crisis that we all face. It, this is a, an existential question. And the, what, you know, what is really the purpose of my life? Because if things just keep happening to me, then what choice or free will do I actually have? And this is about seeing the world as a very nasty place and that things just happen, random, seemingly not meaningful, but violent uh, experiences or painful, um, what about suffering? These are the kind of questions that are very existential in nature and make us feel like we, we don't have uh, a free will or uh, ability to create and make choices. And this is a very deep and complex human experience of feeling that existential angst of what am I supposed to do? Is there anything I can do? What is the meaning of this experience? And so the three different mindsets or reframes that I would suggest in order to move away from feeling disempowered and feeling like what's the use or why do these things keep happening to me and move it to what can I do or how can I, how can I move through this experience? There's three major things I'll suggest today. The first one is to find the learning in the experience. And, and this can be taken in different ways, but I, I like to call it life's cosmic workshop. So when something happens, and if speci especially if it's difficult or challenging or painful, we can take it out of the realm of suffering, suffering being pain that seems meaningless, to just pain, meaningful pain perhaps, so that your suffering becomes transformed by the fact that you have found a way to discover learning from it. So how can I grow myself? How can I develop myself in a meaningful way because of this experience? And, and sometimes that can also mean, what can I understand about other people that when they're in their survival mode, what does that teach me about how to work with someone? So that these hard experiences just actually give a lot of, I mean, you can't, sometimes you can't even pay for a workshop like that. Uh, I've had clients who have relationships where in one year of this relationship, they have learned more about communication than they could have ever learned in a communication course that they spent thousands of dollars on. Um, or in, in terms of being able to 
really develop a deeper compassion for another person's perspective. You, can, you can't learn that sometimes in a workshop. And so it's, it's, it's that real relationship that becomes the workshop. It becomes the, the real-life challenge at work or the colleagues that you're having conflict with or whatever it is that you're having a difficulty um, you know, managing is that that is the workshop. And your tuition is free in a way because it's just happening. So in a way, if you see it as a cosmic workshop, and that's something I tell a lot of my clients and students, you know, this challenge is a, a workshop and you know, I, I tend to work with people who just love to learn. So if you, if you love to learn, then find the learning in this experience. And not the learning that's from a cynical kind of lesson, like, oh, well, it's just people are bullshit. That's the lesson. That, that's not the lesson. The lesson is always rooted in love. And so that's a hint. It's always rooted in love and always rooted in a deeper sense of understanding of, of each other. So look for the, the lesson in that way. The second mindset um, or transformation in perspective that I recommend is similar, but slightly different in that it's about finding the meaning. So that's a little bit different than finding the lesson or the learning. Finding the meaning could be finding what is beautiful or meaningful to you in this experience. And when you find that, or another way to say is you create that meaning, then you're actually transforming it from the inside out. And that kind of transformation is coming from an existential place because you're learning to manage your existence and say, this is what is meaningful to me. This is what matters to me. In this experience, I found the thing that matters. I found the thing that's beautiful. I found the thing that is, makes it meaningful and purposeful that I went through that. And sometimes if you're still in the middle of it, by having that clarity, by having that meaningfulness, and or being able to see what is beautiful to you and or create the beauty and create the meaning. So this is this is not about is there actual meaning in this? This is actually about being a creator and saying, I will create meaning from this. Damn it, I'm gonna create meaning from this. And so that ability to create meaning is the healing for a lot of our existential angst. Instead of waiting for some divine being to show up and give us the answers, or waiting, always waiting and wondering, well, where's the proof or where, where is the guidance? You start to create that. And that, that is your choice and that is your free will. And I'm kind of referring to the Viktor Frankl quote again, that that search for meaning does not have to be just a search. It can be a, an act of creation. And um, the, a story from my childhood is that, you know, I went through a very difficult period of a solitary confinement and in that time I thought wow this 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 is a very cruel life and so that was my first philosophy my existential answer to why is this happening to me what what did I do to deserve this those are the kind of existential questions that we ask when something's happening why did why did I, ha, why is this happening why did I why do I deserve this what did I do wrong What's wrong with people or what's wrong with me? Those are the kind of questions we ask. And if the answer comes, it's going to be because of the question that we asked. And so the questions we ask really impact our experience. So instead, as I move through the experience later in life, I could look back on it and we can heal the past by using our present wisdom and say, what was actually 
the deeper meaning that I can find from that period of isolation and confinement and, and despair. And that's when I discovered the, the higher purpose of my childhood suffering. You know, we, we can look back at previous suffering and transform it with our present awareness. And so we can heal the past. And it doesn't just take time. It takes consciousness and it takes intention. It takes this effort to move through the inner stuff. And so I found meaning and I looked at that time of solitary confinement, even though at the time it was not by choice. In later life, I see it as um, a, a workshop and an opportunity to be in my own temple, monastery. I was, in a way, turned towards the spiritual world um, earlier than a lot of people might have been because of early suffering. And so my life has been spent in this spiritual place of wondering, like, what is going on inside me? If you're really having a good time outside, you may not look within. So because I wasn't having a good time outside, I had to look within. And a lot of times when we're having crises and different times of our lives, and the midlife crisis is a time often that happens because you've, you've had enough life to look back on it, and you still have a future ahead of you. So you're in this middle point where you really have to re-examine what is important to you. So finding that meaning during a crisis is really profound. Um, I talk about doing a PhD in compassion during those crises. And you're really looking like what is the more loving uh, teaching, what is the more loving meaning, what is the more loving truth that I can discern from this experience. Okay, and the final thing that I want to share today is how do you find the sacred? That's the third perspective that you can take. So you, one of the three can work for you. And finding the sacred is being able to elevate your values in a time of crisis, in a time where things are very difficult or when things seem to be happening to you. How do you carry your values with you during that time? Maybe it's because it, the, the difficulty brings it out. And sometimes it's, it's the, the omission or the exclusion or the denial of what's important to you that makes you realize, wow, this is actually really important to me. If you've been denied freedom, then freedom becomes even more elevated for you because you, you cherish it more than someone who's unconscious about their freedom. So what is, what is a value that can arise from this difficult experience that, that empowers you? Say, I'm going to empower myself to choose this value and live it even in this ex experience or, and, and after the experience is, is completed or, or, or I'm moving through the crisis into a, a deeper commitment to this value. And so what I talk about with my clients is when you have discovered your values more clearly from this difficult experience, then you can also create principles. Principles are, in my definition, actual practical, practical ways to live your values. So an example of a principle is, um, and I, this is a, I, I'm writing about this in, in, my, uh, in my, kind of one of my chapters of my book that I'm working on, and it's the idea of, I, when I went through a very deep experience of exclusion at one point in my early childhood, and so that elevated my value of inclusion, being inclusive and welcoming people. And so I turned it into a principle where I wanted to invite people and really make the art of invitation one of my principles. Is how do I make people feel really welcome and invited? And so I turned that into a principle of, okay, every year during my childhood, I invited every single child in my class my birthday party. So that was a principle. I'm going to invite everyone, no matter how we get along during the school year, no matter what I feel about them, I want this to be an inclusive experience. 
And people can choose to come or not to come if they don't like it or they don't want to be there. But I want to include them. And that was my principle at the time to practice that. And of course, as you evolve, you develop more, more uh, elegant principles or ones that are more appropriate for this time in your life. Okay, so that finding the sacred is about discovering the values, creating principles that help you activate and live those values. And I have a process that I use with my, um, my students and clients that is called the inner compass. And the four major areas of value that you might want to consider looking into is truth, what is true to you, uh, and love, what is most loving to you, and truth, love, awe, what is most beautiful to you, and learn. What is, how do you want to grow? How do you want to evolve? And those four areas of values are a way that I map how to evolve yourself at every stage in your life. And you can do, go back in time and review things and discover the sacred values, even of a very difficult experience. Now, hopefully, one of these three perspectives will help you feel more empowered and not feel like life is happening to you, but that you have some choice and that you have power. Even if, it's, even if you're bound literally in a straitjacket, you have a whole world inside you that you have the ability to, to, to manage and to decide and to determine. So I invite you to consider one of these three perspectives, finding the learning, finding the meaning, or finding the sacred. And they're all very connected, very similar, but they have maybe a different texture. So one of these textures, one of these categories might appeal to you and inspire you to find your place and find your autonomy and find your creative um, autonomy again. So I'm sending you lots of love from Trout Lake, from the Mermaid Pirate Lagoon. And today it's actually cool enough to turn on the fireplace. So it's kind of nice and cozy back here. Sending you lots of love. Bye-bye. If you're curious about my one-on-one -on -one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.